Hello there, this is Benny. And this is Kyle. And you're listening to The Doctor's Watcher. The podcast where I watch Doctor Who and I tell you about it. So, hey Kyle. How's it going, Benny? Um, well, this is our, our second episode that we're recording today, so we're launching right into it from the last one, and the last one was pretty entertaining. It was a problematic fave, so I think that we're going to have an interesting discussion for this one as well. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably pretty likely. Um, so did you want to talk about anything before we start, or should we launch into it? Um, oh, I was going to mention briefly that we have, I think once or twice we've mentioned uh, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and I was <laughs> yes. playing that a little bit more recently. I've actually managed to progress in my game some, so I have a, I've collected, or I've tamed or subdued, I'm not quite sure what the verb is, but I've dealt with two of the four divine beasts now nice i'm still at zero i have not been playing a lot of that game i've <laughs> mostly mostly just been doing um animal crossing oh uh, yeah well i also got kind of pretty heavily sucked into this game that's available in the super nintendo app on the switch it's called super mario Picross, and it's just like this little puzzle game that is sort of like Sudoku crossed with Minesweeper, kind of. Oh, cool. And yeah, it's it's really fun. It's this very simple sort of puzzle, but, but ends up getting pretty fun. I've never even heard of that. I don't think it was ever released in America, like until this, like the 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 ROM in the super nintendo app on the switch is all in japanese and everything so it kind of took me a couple levels to like work out exactly what the puzzle is and like what i was actually supposed to be doing but once i worked it out it was fun you're you're a very smart person kyle which of course (laughs) i already knew but uh yes i'm always always impressed well if we ever like see each other in person again i'll show you how to do it (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think that sounds about right. I don't know if I could figure it out on my own. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah, Kyle, for uh, for those in the audience, um, Kyle is super good at all sorts of like puzzle-type things, like you know Rubik's Cubes and Rubik's Cube variants um, and other, other puzzly Well, puzzles. I will say with Rubik's Cubes that the the trick is to just accept that you're not going to be able to figure out on your own and just go look up some algorithms online. You do have to like learn and memorize the algorithms, but but yeah, you're not going to solve a Rubik's cube on your own. Probably. So you see, you see, unless you're even Kyle, smarter than I am. So you see, listeners, Kyle is smart enough to know that he needs to look it up online. <laughs> which yeah, that's that's quite smart. Oh man, playing like point-and-click adventure games in the 90s and stuff. I, there are <laughs> that, so many times you that like, with looking things up. <laughs> I would have wanted to walk through, yeah. Yeah. It's it's much nicer playing those games now that the internet exists. Oh, for sure. Man, I, I sometimes wonder about like the uh, the industry for like hint books. 
oh, and guides. Yeah. Like that's all gone now. It's all you know available for free. Uh huh. I probably still own a few hint books and guides for old games. <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll show up at like garage sales and stuff sometimes. But today we are talking about Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. This is The Warriors of Death, which is the 28th episode of the first season. Ah, such a good name. And, uh, Benny, do you recall our Cliff Dangler from the previous episode? I do, because we just recorded it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Barbara, uh, so our, our heroes are in um, the, uh, the Aztecs uh, capital, I assume. I guess we um, should say that, like, the title of the serial as a whole is the Aztecs. I don't think yeah. we mentioned that last time. Yeah. So, um, Barbara is kind of impersonating a God. Um, and she's trying to get the Aztecs to stop sacrificing people. Um, and one of the priests is, is on to her and, Want, he he he's super into sacrificing people, so he he wants to stop her and expose her as a fake god. It just now occurred to me that Tlatoxel actually is the high priest of sacrifice. Like that's his and like it Shop just security, baby. It just now occurred to me that yeah, if her if Barbara's thing goes through, then he's out of a job. <laughs> like, job security for him. Yeah, it's not just that like he likes to kill people. But like he needs to put food on his table. I know, man. Um, so yeah, and then meanwhile, Susan is being sent off to like basically learn about the uh, the Aztec culture. Um, so she's being sent to uh, I forget what term they use, like a, a seminary. Seminary, is what they called it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now I think about it, I'm like, huh. I guess she is being taught know. by the priests in the temple, so. Okay, yeah. Um, meanwhile, the, the doctor is at their, like, peaceful garden, which we're calling the old folks' home, because um, that's where the uh, the people over 50-something get sent. And Ian is the, the warrior, of course. Ian, person of action, is the, the warrior who's being expected to help kind of arrange these sacrifices. Right. And is he going to have to to fight for command of the army. <laughs> yes. So after the cliff dangler, the doctor harangues Barbara for trying to stop the sacrifice. He's like really ripping into her. And she says that she had to try, like she really wanted it to rain without a sacrifice. So she could prove to the Aztecs that they don't need them. Mm-hmm. But the doctor is like, Human sacrifice is their tradition, their religion. There's nothing we can do about it. And he's just like, he's going and going, really tearing into her until she eventually gets upset. And she's like, Oh, go away. Leave me alone. And then the doctor immediately turns and he's like, I'm sorry, my dear. I didn't mean to be so harsh with you. (laughs) Which like, Hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know. It was nice that he apologized, but yeah, he's an ass. Yeah, for sure. He basically tells her that now that Latoxel doubts her, she needs to really convince Otlock that she's Yatoxa and like play the two of them against each other, basically. Mm-hmm. And That's a good strategy. Yeah, I thought it was actually pretty smart of him to suggest. Uh, meanwhile, he says, Oh, William can look after himself, and I think I shall know more about the entrance to the tomb tonight. I've met somebody that knows how the temple was built. An Aztec lady. And Barbara's like, You're an old rogue. <laughs> so Barbara ships them. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he was like, was he like adjusting his ties? He said that. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, so he's thinking like the doctor and Kameka. Is this Doc Meka? Kamektor? Kamektor. No, that's so much better. I kind of like Kamektor myself. <laughs> They're both good. Tlatoxel enters the room and sends the doctor away. And then he accuses Barbara of being a fake geek goddess. Gasp. Yeah, first he he wonders aloud, like, how a person is to know a god. And Barbara's like, By the signs of their divinity. And Latoxil says, And what if thieves walk among the gods? And then Barbara's like, Then indeed, how shall a man know? Latoxil thinks that the gods can be identified by the secrets of their minds. And Barbara's like, Yeah, sure, I guess. So Latoxil's like, Barbara's very sus. Uh-huh. So, like, you know, of course, this whole time he's he's setting up his fake geek goddess questioning. Mm-hmm. And he asks her how many heavens there are. She tries to avoid the question at first. She, like, asks Tilatoxel if he's the high priest of knowledge. But he just repeats the question, and she's like... Thirteen. Nice. So, Tlatoxel says... Name them. Yeah, so... Lol. Barbara's well, like... No, I, 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 I assume that she's right because she's, you know, she knows about Aztec stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, sure. she's... She's right about the 13, and so, of course, he moves the goalposts. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. can you name the 13 heavens? <laughs> oh, you're wearing an Aztec God's t-shirt. Uh-huh. Have you actually seen all 28,000 episodes of the Aztec gods? <laughs> so she's like, dude, if you want a fucking knowledge challenge, then send Otlock, the high priest of fucking knowledge. And Tlatoxel's like, oh, cool, whatever. Well, I'm off to watch Ian and Ix to fight to the death. Peace. And heads out. What a flex. So in the warrior chamber... Ixta throws a spear at the wall, which is like three feet away. And then he turns to Ian and he's like, see, I'm cool. I can win fights and shit. (laughs) I showed that wall who's boss. (laughs) Ian's like, yeah, whatever. He says, real enemies can hit back. Which I thought was pretty great. Ian's definitely beating Ixta in the burn contest. Yes. That's the real contest. That's the only one that matters. (laughs) Otlock asks Ian how he would defeat his enemies. You know, Ixta's going to throw a spear at the wall. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Valid question. 
And Ian says, I should use more cunning. Surprise, my enemy. Ixta kind of like walks away a little bit as he says, This also I can do. And then he like turns around toward Ian with a knife drawn. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Ian basically just laughs at this and says that all he needs to defeat his enemy is his thumb. Ixta doesn't believe him and thinks he's mocking the art of war. So Ian's like, fine, whatever, go grab your club. And while Ixta is leaning over to pick up his club, Ian basically gives him a Vulcan nerve pinch and like Ixta passes out. Oh, huh. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Didn't know he could do that. About this time, Tlatoxel enters the room and sees Ixta like passed out on the desk. And he's like, what the fuck? And Ian's like, don't worry, I didn't kill him this time. And heads out. For a walk. (laughs) Wow, what a badass. Yeah, it was a pretty great Ian scene. Uh, The guard outside the room is like, "Uh, hey, the perfect victim wants to come in. And Tlatoxel is like, well, send him in. You know all of his requests must be granted. And then we see a little light bulb go on above Tlatoxel's head as he ponders this for a moment. Mm-hmm. A little codex entry is unlocked as soon as he says that. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh. the little light <laughs> blings on his HUD that says, Perfect victim. Access in the codex. Yep. And so this strapping young Aztec man enters the room. And Tlatoxel's like, Oh, hey, PV, you know Ixta, right? And Perfect Victim is like, oh, yeah, like, I've, I've heard that he's pretty badass. And Tlatoxel's like, uh, I mean, stories can sometimes exaggerate. He just got defeated, like, two minutes ago. So Ixta complains that that was a trick and says that he'd win an actual, like, face-to-face combat. And Tlatoxel is like, hmm, too bad... I can't order another fight to happen as he mm. clears his throat and looks directly at the perfect victim. <laughs> uh, it's and a yeah. good show. <laughs> PV's like, yeah, cool. I like a good fight. I want to see Ixta fight this other dude. So Toxel's like, yes, cool. All right, we'll do it at sundown. What a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> So back in the old folks' garden, Doctor is hitting on Kameka, and he's, like, asking her about this plant that he's got. And she says that the sap of the plant can be used to induce sleep. He's like, oh, yeah, cool, cool, I think I've heard of that. And she's like, you are a healer? And he says... No, no, they call me the doctor. I'm a scientist, an engineer, I'm a builder of things. And she's like, oh, that's why you're so interested in the temple. And she's like, you know, I I do know some shit about it. So the doctor, like, starts to ask her a question about the temple. But there are these, like, two other old dudes that are kind of, like, hovering in the background, eavesdropping on the conversation. There's only So so many, like hot old ladies here in this garden. Right. And now like this foreigner's coming in to, to steal her away. 
so the doctor just like glares at these two old dudes until they both leave. Then he turns back to Kameka and asks if the builder of the temple had any way to get back into the sealed tomb. And she's like, I have no fucking idea about that, but like maybe his son would know. Do you want to meet him? And doctor's like, yeah, sweet. Like, how about today? And Kameka's like, an interested mind brooks no delay. And the doctor says, yes, and I'm sure that's true of you too. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I think the doc. I think Kameka was kind of trying to let the doctor down easy, because her response to this is, "It was true, and I am content to spend the time here like the others." But the doctor doesn't get the hint. He's like, "Oh, but their minds are old, Kameka, and that's something I'm sure yours will never be." And she's just like, "Your heart is young, too, doctor." Okay. Uh, uh, I wonder what she's saying there. Uh, yeah, heart, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so Toxel heads back to Barbara's or Barb Tax's throne room in the temple. And he's like, all right, cool. I got Otlock to agree to come question you, just like we discussed, High Priest of Knowledge. And Barbara's like, fine, whatever. And he's like, oh, also, until we're sure that you're a god, you're not allowed to see any of your servants. Because, like, if you were a false god, you could conspire against us, and we can't have that. Barbara's like, uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Like, tell them that they can't come in here, I guess. Hmm. I feel like she could be leaning a bit more into the god thing, but... We're also worried that that might backfire. So, yeah, yeah, I think I that's know. the concern, especially dealing with Totoxel. Mm-hmm. Back in the warrior's chamber, Ixta is hanging out and Kameka shows up. And Ixta is like, oh, hey, do you know anything about magic? And Kameka's like, no, not really, but I think Yatoxa's old servant might. And like he wants to meet you anyway, as like he's got some questions about your about the temple that your dad built. And Ixta is like, huh? Does he know my name? And she's like, no, I don't think so. So he's like, all right, cool. I'll come see him and see him in the garden soon. <laughs> it's very, it's a very handy that uh, uh, the same character happens to be, you know. Involved in two different plot lines here. <laughs> uh-huh. Saves on our actor budget. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So Kameka leaves, and Ixta is left there alone, and he says to himself, What better way to destroy your enemies than to let them destroy themselves? Hmm. So yeah, he's got something up his sleeve, apparently. Mm-hmm. Hi, I hope you're enjoying the episode. If you like our podcast, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to ask us a question, share your thoughts, or make fun of us, you can email us at thedoctorswatcher at gmail.com or tweet us at Dr. Watcher. 
Thanks for listening, and now back to the episode. In the seminary, Susan has been studying the Code of the Good Housewife, which, like, as you might imagine from the name, is complete bullshit. Yeah, sounds like the sort of thing you see in every uh, used bookstore in in Logan, Utah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think it would it would fit right in on the bookshelf at Deseret Industries. <laughs> uh, both Kyle and I lived in Utah for well, Kyle, you you grew up there, and I, oh. I lived there for several years. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure at this point in my life, I. Well, no, I don't think I've yet reached the point where I've spent more time living outside of Utah than in. I'm still working on that. Yep. Keep it up. A few more years. <laughs> so Otlock introduces Susan to another one of the priests in the temple. And when Susan goes to shake his hand, Otlock's like, no, 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 don't do that. And Susan's like, uh, what the fuck? And Outlock says, No, you stand still, not looking around. You keep your eyes fixed on the person you're being introduced to. Unless you're meeting your future husband for the first time, then you keep your eyes downcast. Susan's like, uh, how should I know if I'm meeting my future husband for the first time? And Outlock's like, oh, it's easy. You'll be told. (laughs) And yeah, Susan's just like, nope, that is complete bullshit. Good for you, Susan. Yeah, Susan does not approve of arranged marriage, a theme that also came up in Marco Polo, mm-hmm. which also was also written by John Lucarotti. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Ixta shows up in the old folks' garden, as promised, and he finds the doctor, and he's like, hey, I'm the son of the temple architect. And the doctor's like, oh, cool, yeah, like... That sealed tomb is super cool. And Ixta reveals that his father actually had drawn a diagram of how it works. And the doctor's like, Very handy. So, of course, the doctor wants to see it. And Ixta's like, Can a humble warrior deny the request of your taxi servant? (laughs) I will bring it to you after sunset, if the gods are willing. And the doctor's like, Oh, I, I don't see why not, hmm? And Ixt is like, well, the thing is, I'm supposed to fight this fight at sundown, and it's going to be a hand-to-hand fight, but, like, I suck at that. I'm good with, like, a club or a spear. So probably I'm going to lose, then I'm going to be all hella disgraced and shit, and it's going to be too embarrassing for you to be seen with me later. That's that's a clever clever play that he's got going on. Uh Uh-huh. I can see what he was saying earlier about getting his enemies to fight each other or defeat each other or whatever he said. The doctor, I think, kind of tries to call a bluff or something because the doctor's like, mm, Really? Indeed, yes. Ah, dear, 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 dear. And I would have loved to have seen those drawings. Just like completely expecting Ixta to lose. Mm-hmm. And Ixta's like, No more than I desire a victory. Hint, hint. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So then the doctor suggests that they help each other out. 
So, of course, Ixta agrees to that, and he leaves. And the doctor gets a leaf from the plant that he was asking Kameka about earlier, and he kind of, like, sticks a needle through the stem of the leaf, and he says, Yes, I think a little horticulture might go a long way. (laughs) Yes, very interesting. (laughs) Back in the warrior's chamber, Ian is practicing with a club when Ixta shows up and officially challenges him to a fight. Apparently it hadn't like actually been official yet until this point. And Ixta clarifies, Without weapons, your hands have defeated me. Let mine try to win a victory over you. Ian's just like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> Ian's like, bring it. Uh-huh. Until so Toxel takes Ixta aside and he's like, dude, like, are you sure you can win? And Ixta's like, if you wish it, he shall die. Whoa. Till so Toxel's like, sweet, I do wish it. <laughs> I mean, as long as you're offering. <laughs> it, it would just seem rude to, to refuse. Right? Yeah. Back in the temple... Barbara is talking with Otlock. He says that he and Tlatoxel both serve the gods. And Barbara's like, but you were pretty cool with it when I tried to stop the sacrifice. And Otlock is basically like, well, you know, we send messengers to the gods. Why shouldn't they send messengers like you to us? If they don't want sacrifices anymore, who am I to say that we should keep doing them? Barbara's like, damn straight. But Otlock wonders what will happen if they don't stop. And Barbara's like, everything gets fucked then. Like, Mm -hmm. 10,000 people will die in one day, and your civilization will be wiped off the face of the planet. Mm -hmm. He's like... It's a pretty good uh, prophecy there. Yeah. (laughs) Otlock's like... You prophesy our doom. And she's just like, yes. He's like, hmm, I'll think about it. (laughs) So the doctor meets up with Ixta again, and he gives him this leaf and the needle and tells him to, like, scratch his enemy with it on the inside of, of the wrist, but, like, be careful not to scratch himself. He clarifies that it's not actually going to kill the enemy. It will just slowly drain their strength. It's interesting. I mean, like, he he suddenly knows all these ways in which this uh, plant works just based on the the woman telling him that it's a sleeping agent. Uh I wonder if he maybe knew about it beforehand and was just, like, using that as a line. Oh. <laughs> but then when she's like, you know, are you a healer? He's like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I don't know anything about that shit. So, so I don't know. Otlock and Tlatoxel, meanwhile, are having another argument about whether or not Barbataxa is a fake geek goddess. But when the doctor approaches Barbara's chamber, which they're like outside of, they both hide. 
And the doctor heads into Barbara's chambers and Barbara's like, oh, hey, you're not supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. And doctor's like, fine, whatever. But hey, I'm pretty sure I'm going to learn more about the temple tonight. All I had to do was help some warrior dude win some fight. Barbara asks, like, who the warrior dude was. And the doctor's <laughs> like, I don't know. I've got no idea. But like his mask helmet thing was this cat. And Barbara's like, oh, shit, the cat is Ixta. He's going to fight Ian. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad Barbara's paying attention. <laughs> so the doctor rushes off to warn Ian. But, like, as he leaves Barbara's temple chambers, Tlatoxel and the other temple guards grab him and arrest him. Because, like, he wasn't supposed to be in the chambers. Mm-hmm. Barbara tells Otlock. That's bullshit. No one ever even told the doctor that he's not supposed to be there. Send him to the seminary. Right. And Allah's like, yeah, that kind of does sound like bullshit. I'll get him released. And Barb Taxa is like, oh, also, by the way, I forbid the fight between Ixta and Ian. And Allah's like, uh, you can't really do that. Like, only one of them can be in charge of the warriors. And like, besides it's not going to be a mortal combat anyway. Like there's no fatalities. <laughs> uh, does he actually <laughs> use the phrase mortal combat? Um, I think he said fatal. I think that was my phrase. <laughs> <laughs> Quick editor's note. Otluck actually did say mortal combat. I only added the joke about fatalities. And Barbara is like, you know, she's accepting that she can't stop the fight. And she's just like, fine, there better fucking not be any fatalities in a Mortal Kombat. (laughs) (laughs) The time for the fight comes. It's evening now or whatever. And we start fighting. And like Ian is basically kicking Ixta's ass for like yeah. the first the first big portion of the fight. He would. He's he's pretty awesome. Uh-huh. Ixta gets thrown to the ground like several times before he finally starts like getting his needle out. It just so happens that like as he's getting the needle out, Tlatoxel enters the room with the doctor. And the doctor, who, of course, has been wanting to warn Ian, but got arrested on the way, the doctor's just immediately like, Yeah, don't let him scratch you! And Ian's like, What? (laughs) And just as Ian's distracted by the doctor saying, Don't let him scratch you. Yep, that is exactly the distraction that Ixton needs. (laughs) So Ian gets scratched. And like... Ixta doesn't even, like, try to hide it or anything. He's pretty obvious about it. And the doctor is like, Stop this fight! I helped Ixta cheat! And Latoxa's like, Oh, well, you should be happy about this then. And, like, (laughs) and the fight continues. And Ixta's like, Dude, come on! (laughs) So, yeah, the fight continues, and, like, Ian is basically still kicking Ixta's ass. 
eventually Ian does kind of start looking a little bit drunk and stumbly and Ixta maybe kind of starts getting the upper hand and the doctor starts trying to get Otlock to stop the fight. But Otlock is just standing there like passively doing and saying nothing while Tlatoxel is like, Hey, how about we let them fight to the death? <laughs> I just had a thought, you guys. I mean, I'm uh-huh. just going to toss this out there. You know, I, I totally wasn't planning this in advance. It occurred to me just in this moment, but uh-huh. like, wouldn't that be exciting? <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, Ixta has overpowered Ian a little bit more, and it seems like he might actually be getting close to being in a position to be able to kill Ian when finally Otlock says, Yatoxa forbids it. But Latoxel, of course, is like, she's fake news. Destroy him. Mm-hmm. Barb Taxa herself enters the room at this point and she does stop the fight. But Latoxel is like, dude, what the hell? you're supposed to be in the temple. Hmm. And Barbara says, I am loyal to those who serve me. Tlatoxel is like, If you are your taxa, save him. And Barbara looks into the middle distance with worry in her eyes as the titles next episode, The Bride of Sacrifice, appear on screen. (laughs) another another good title um and boy am i glad that we started this serial with a reminder that there was more to the aztecs than just death and sacrifice because (laughs) watching these episodes you you wouldn't guess that yeah i mean i guess they're giving us death and sacrifice and the code of the good housewife So, yeah. I will say, speaking of the episode titles, that, like, they are, they have been great this serial, but I feel like it's been a long time since they've actually said the episode title in the script. Oh, yeah. Our our confetti and fireworks budget has has been needed elsewhere, I suppose. Yeah. Maybe the the costume department took it over. (laughs) I mean, that would that would track with these episodes, I think. <laughs> so, like, do these uh, do these fight scenes continue to be kind of slow and not particularly thrilling? Pretty much, yeah. They there's not the whole lot to it. Um, in the transcript of the the episodes that I often follow along with, while I am doing my notes watch mm-hmm. the the transcript said something about like Ian clearly seems to be a fan of 60s British television wrestling huh. interesting <laughs> which you know is obviously not 
I shouldn't say obviously, but it's not anything that I've ever seen. So it's not a reference that I would have pulled about like, given that description, I can definitely imagine it, it being accurate. There's a lot of, you know, kind of like grappling and throwing and flipping and sort of westernized judo-esque tossing and stuff. Cool. Ixta cool. hits the ground several times. I mean, it is it is a kid's show. It is probably done in one take when possible. And uh, I feel like we as an audience, this is a little unfair and a little, I guess, uh, anachronistic, but we as an audience have seen plenty of well-done fight scenes, plenty of, uh, you know, action-packed, well-choreographed, well-edited fight scenes. So maybe every now and then it's actually kind of fun to watch something a little more cheesy. yeah. And, you know, it has, it's been probably a couple of decades, but long time ago when I was in high school and I was taking some drama classes, I did a little bit of stage fighting myself and like, yeah, it's a lot of fun and I'm sure I did not look good doing it. (laughs) So I I can't complain too much. Ah, you're a, you're a generous man, Kyle. Well, cool. Um, did you have anything else that you wanted to uh, discuss about this episode? Um, no, I think that is most of what I had in my notes. Okay, cool. Oh, I will mention, I didn't didn't really talk about this a whole lot earlier, but like Ixta's, Ixta's warrior costume, I guess like they each kind of have a different animal. And yeah, Ian is an eagle. He's got the cool headdress thing that I told you about. And Ixta, his helmet slash headdress, whatever you want to call it, is basically like uh, like the head of a jaguar or something. It was really cool. neat. Yeah, I think you said it was a cat-themed thing earlier when, uh, when Barbara realized that the person that um, the doctor had helped was the same person who was going to fight Ian. Yeah. Yeah, it was the fact that it was like a cat helmet that tipped her off. Mm-hmm. Sounds cool. Um, I I do feel like um, there's something about these historical ones where it's kind of inevitable that they're not going to do it very well or respectfully of the culture, which makes the, the sci-fi ones more enjoyable because at least we can put aside that problematic aspect of it. Right. Um, but if I sort of like pretend that this is about some sci-fi story or uh, ignore the, the problematic parts of it, which are definitely still problematic and, and worth keeping in mind. Um, yeah, it's, it, it, it's got a lot plot-wise going on that I think is woven together in an interesting way without being too convoluted for, for kids to follow which I think is kind of fun. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Like there's kind of, you know, multiple different plot threads happening and they're kind of starting to get tied into each other a little bit, you know, with Ixta and the doctor and everything. But yeah. Cool. 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 Well, should, well we, uh, should we wrap it up there? I think so. Come back in two weeks, listeners, and find out who is the bride of sacrifice nice bye bye
Hi, Benny here. The Doctor's Watcher would like to thank Circuit23 for the awesome theme song he created for us. You can find his music, including our theme, at soundcloud.com slash circuit23. And you can reach him at circuit.23, that's circuit.23, at gmail.com. Thanks to Kyle for talking to me about Doctor Who, and thanks to all of you for listening to me listening to Kyle talk about Doctor Who. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at thedoctorswatcher at gmail.com or on Twitter at doctorwatcher. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you review your podcasts. Join us next time on The Doctor's Watcher. But their minds are old to make her, and that's something I'm sure yours will never be. Your is young. Who, Doctor?